Welcome to the Nerd Out. I'm Lisa. I'm Ritz Bay. We're girls and we nerd out. Welcome to episode eight. Uh, you may be listening to this courtesy of the nerdout.com, which is where we keep all sorts of interesting links from the podcast as well as uh, pretty pictures, movies, neat stuff. Uh, you can also tweet with us at the nerdout. We're on Facebook, and if you want to email us, and we sure hope you will, yes. nerdout at gmail.com is the best place to reach us. Yeah, email us some more, kids. The, the yeah. five listeners that we got, do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty convinced we're up to about ten now. Oh, shit. I know. Double digits. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, last week was a big week in the world of nerds, especially Apple nerds. Yeah. Um, not only was the new iPhone announced, but shortly thereafter, Steve Jobs died. Craziness, right? Yeah. Um, as I have told my friends, like, you know, clearly I, I, I maintain a bit of an evil genius, but surely a genius nonetheless. And his products live on as some of the most treasured things in my possession. So thanks for that, Steve. Yeah. And isn't like, a uh, like a thin line between crazy motherfuckers and, and genius and they usually and go hand in hand i don't think yeah. you can really have them without a little evil <laughs> yeah i mean i think that especially if you want the kind of success that apple has had i'm not entirely sure you get there by being a really good person no i don't think so like uh what it's still not up though the the thing we talked about the presentation that i helped lars with should be coming up any day now. I'm super excited. Um, but you know, he what he talks about in his thing is um, is, is exactly that. He's like, you need a dictatorship to make this shit go down. You know, to make yeah. some crazy shit go down. And it's not always pretty, but you make shit happen. And and one of the things that I think Lars really um, touched upon. I think a lot of people know this, of course, is that you know Apple Jobs. Like he didn't really he created objects but more than that he created he built experiences you know what i'm saying everything was easy to use it was intuitive and blah 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 and i think he just he really changed a lot of our lives and you know just to keep it short i will have a a link to um a blog post from raymond roker who is the um the founder and publisher of of herb magazine which i think is only online now but you know, I think his post says a lot of things that a lot of us uh, feel. He's really impacted our lives. Me being a, a graphic designer, um, I wouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for Mac products. Cool. I'll have to check that out. Um, a little funny, a little known fact about Herb Magazine, which uh, for those of you who don't do not move in music or electronic music circles, it's URB. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember at my very first job, probably I'd been there for like two weeks and it was in the music business and I was working with a client who had like a, it was sort of like a dance music thing. You know, it's like the mid nineties dance music thing. And he was said something about herb magazine. And I was like, herb magazine, is that like for pot smokers? <laughs> and he, like, he ended up being a good friend of mine, but he was like, Oh my God, I'm going to pretend like he never said that. <laughs> But I want you to put your boss on the phone so that I can tell her, like, why the fuck do you, is, is this person working with me? She doesn't <laughs> I was all, I'm learning. 
That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, so movie wise, uh, the thing that came out today that made me super happy is the trailer for the Avengers movie. I saw it after you told me about it and it got me excited. I felt like a little kid and like that shit was really going to go down. <laughs> yeah. I kind of, I felt like it was definitely a little bit of Tony Stark stealing the show, which is kind of what I'm anticipating happening anyway. <laughs> just, just cause like with Joss Whedon and the way that he writes dialogue and his affection for particular kinds of characters, I can just see the sort of like Iron Man, Joss Whedon, like you got your chocolate and my peanut butter. Like that's going to work <laughs> out really well. So I am super excited for that. And we'll have a link on the site for you guys to check it out if you want to check it out. And we have to wait till when is it? May? Oh, God. Yeah, I don't even know. I, I didn't even at one point I was like, "Ooh, when does that come out? And I was like, you know what? Don't even look for it because it's going to be so far away. You're just going to be annoyed. I, I'm pretty sure when I scanned it, it was like May. So at least that gives me plenty of time to see the, the other movies that you've already seen, like Thor. And <laughs> I think the next week I'm watching uh, Captain America. Oh, good. Let me know what you think. Yeah. So finally, finally. Yeah, I heard of it. <laughs> um, I finally I went to the movies to <gasps> actual theater which is my favorite arc light um i needed a break and so uh we went to go see uh 50 50 i do not know this 50 50 is with uh one of my favorite actors joseph gordon levitt um and then what's that other dude's name oh right the cancer movie the cancer movie yes and homeboy from i can't think of his name yes um fuck Fat guy, the Green Hornet. Yeah, what's his name? I'm, it's so stupid. The fat guy that got skinny and is now the Green Hornet. God, that's embarrassing. What is his name? Jesus, Somebody... it's so Seth Rogen. Why? That's yeah. super easy. What? Uh, I think I smoked too many all, trees. All ten of our listeners who are listening to that probably shouting, "Seth Rogen!" I know. <laughs> Seth Rogen, you stupid ass bitches. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. People keep telling me, like, oh, 50-50. Every single time people say that, I'm like, what movie is that? And then I'm like, right, it's the friggin' cancer movie, remember? Yeah, but it, uh, I, you know, shed some tears. But it was really good. I like how they market it. It's not the, the real good feel-good, but the feel-better movie. <laughs> it's totally I don't know about, I don't know if we're going to feel good, but we're sure going to feel better. We're going to feel better. And I like that it's, you know, I don't, I, my friend that I went with, Jen, she didn't know that it was, you know, based off of a real story. Seth Rogen's friend, the, the writer, um, uh, director, I think maybe, uh, he actually went through that. And yeah. He, so. I, and I liked, I liked the approach that it was sort of like humble and real and not supposed to be like kind of schlocky and like, man, triumphs. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's and, funny. I, you, there's a lot of funny parts and, you know, just kind of dealing with them in a, in a real in a real way, you know. And so it, I recommend Good Times. And, and um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I never, I never before or since have felt one way or the other about him. Kind of like my Ryan Gosling and Drive moment. Uh, him in Inception. Right. Was like so cool and so such a badass i was kind of in love with him no yeah i've been in love with him for maybe before before, definitely before 500 days of summer just like i always kept looking at him like what is this like what what is what is it about him and then inception was like oh yeah uh i feel like he hopefully doesn't you know get into 
prescription drugs or any drugs in. But I feel like he's like the like a Heath Ledger. Like he can be that super mainstream, but still, you know, maintain that indie cred and kill yeah. it. You know what I mean? He's got a little edge to him. Yeah. And I, I think he's awesome, too. I saw him on Jimmy uh, Jimmy Fallon talking about, I think it just went down yesterday, here in L.A., um, the 10th. He did, uh, uh, he's on tour with his project called uh, The Recollection Volume 1, where it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an awesome idea where it's, it's a, like a collective of different artists, visual, you know, film, music, blah, 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 blah. And then they do these projects together and they came up with this amazing project where I feel, I feel as a designer, the, the packaging is amazing. And they do on they go on tour. They encourage you to bring, you know, uh, cameras and any type of recording devices. They actually encourage you to to do that to participate. And they have uh, amazing super guest uh, appearances. I think in LA they had Sia and DJ Koala, and they just like jam out, show you some of their projects. Also record you so you're like part of a project while you're there. I don't know. That, kinda, that, sound, that reminds me a little bit of some of the cool audio stuff the Flaming Lips were doing yeah. like 10 years ago. Yeah, I, I think it's awesome. It's all inclusive. And the cool thing about it is that, you know, anyone can join to be a part of the collective and start projects. And if, you know, they do, they're going to do more of these, you know, volume two and so forth. And then whoever, whatever money they get, some of the money goes back into the, uh, you know, the collective. And then the people who actually participate in that particular project actually get paid. Wow. Yeah. And he doesn't really make any money off of it. He just, you know, really believes in, in, you know, how internet just connects everyone and, and, you know, keeping the arts going. I think it's rad. So extra level of love for Joseph. Yeah, thanks, Joseph. We hurt you. <laughs> and on a, another note, I just found out like seconds before, well, minutes before we recorded. I don't know if you're into Steel Magnolias. Never seen it. What? Okay, I'm not into chick flicks, but this is one that I cannot like. I watch it, and every time I see it, it's on TV. I got it. it's one of those. It's on TV, like Goodfellas. You gotta watch it. Uh-huh. Um, I'm always like, yeah, I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. I cry. Every fucking time. And me and my friends and me and my gay friends, a lot of gay guys, love Steel Magnolias as well. We quote it and stuff. And it's just one of those, you know, I don't think you could ever remake that movie. Well, they're remaking it, kids. And they're remaking it for a lifetime with the all-black cast. I don't know. Oh, I mean, the all-black cast, that's something that provides an interesting twist. But Lifetime... And it's supposed to be set like present day, all black cat. But I feel that you can't make, you can't remake it at all with any color cast. I feel like, I feel like it's just so perfect. I mean, the, the people in it uh, are hot. Like some of the, some of our best female actresses of all time. And there's this chemistry and there's like, there's this look and feel because it was in the 80, I think 87. You just can't. Yeah, you can't replicate. You can't replicate that moment, you know? That, the, that and something uh, about Steel Magnolias on Lifetime, it's like I just spontaneously grew more ovaries just uttering <laughs> that sentence. Yeah, and I, I feel like it lowers its worth because, like, it, it is a, my boyfriend, um, 
Osita was like, um, that sounds like a chick. I go, oh, it is. Oh, most definitely it is. There's no question. Like I wouldn't, you know, if you're not gay, I wouldn't want you to watch this. But it's so good that even even a rerun uh, uh, of Steel Magnolia's on Lifetime kind of lowers its worth, if you know what I'm spraying. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's so well done. And so, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I might watch it just to check it out. Just, you know, but... Yes. Mind will remain open. I heard the funniest thing, actually. I was listening to um, one of the other podcasts I listened to. Uh, It's one of the nerdy ones. There's so many of them on my iPod. I'm just not even sure which one it was, but I will be sure to link to it on our site. It's a bunch of guys sitting around being really big nerds. And I have um, occasionally mixed feelings about the podcast because I feel like they can be a little exclusionary. However, um, you know, at the end of the day, I kind of, I support exclusion on some level. So there is that. Um, but they were talking about a, um, a remake of something like the, like a new Mortal Kombat movie or something. And somebody was like, oh, that's awful. I'm not going to see that. Or no, they were like, oh, that's awesome. I'm totally, I'm not interested in that at all. Ugh, you know, like making fun of it. Yeah. And then later in the podcast, somebody was like, well, you know, would you, you know, well, I guess you'll never go see it. He was like, no, no, I mean, I'll go see it. And I was like, that totally sums up nerds to me in like a nutshell. Like, oh my God, the Avengers is going to suck so bad. I can't believe they'd have Joss Whedon direct it. I'm totally going to go opening night. <laughs> totally so maybe, that's, maybe night. that's how we'll be with Steel Magnolias on Lifetime. Yeah, I'll see it. I'll watch it. I won't <laughs> like it, but I'll watch it. Yeah. Um, And then you've been catching up on some TV. Yeah, you know, um, like I always need those short little, you know, sick 30 minute little things here and there so that I, I, could, I could watch or hear while I work and stumbled upon the new show on CBS, How to Be How to Be a Gentleman with um, Kevin Dillon, drama, like. drama from Entourage. And I forget his name, but the main character is married to Homegirl on Bones. Oh, Deschanel, sister. Yeah. The elder. The elder. Yes. The elder. Um, that's his, his wife. And he's also co He's the writer and producer of the show and stars in it, but he's married to homegirl and he's the co-producer of, uh, the Philadelphia show. Oh, always sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's. That actually, now I am, I am actually interested in seeing this TV show. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, let's check it out. Couple episodes in. I like it. I really enjoy it. Um, and one of the things I do on Twitter and Facebook is every now and then I hear a, an awesome phrase on TV or whatever. And uh, I just put, you know, phrase du jour quotes, yes. put it in there. Right. Um, and I usually never say where it's from, but the other day when we saw the first episode, I was rolling and I quoted this and I made it a combo du jour and it was something like, wow, you have handwriting. You have the handwriting of a pirate. And then the other guy says, uh, it's calligraphy. <laughs> I remember I saw that on your Facebook page. <laughs> that was from the show. That was from the show. That was funny. That was cute. It was super cute. I was like, oh, uh, and so yeah, I recommend. Okay. I know you don't like sitcoms and laugh tracks, but you know, you might, you might like this. Maybe I can get behind it. Yeah. And then Sons of Anarchy? 
You don't watch that, right? I have um, the first two seasons on DVD. I just haven't gotten around to it. It's really good, but... <laughs> and nothing but... I don't really... I think maybe one... I don't even know if I know one female that watches it. Maybe one female that watches it as as much as I do is all into it. Um, there's, you know... Jack's the the main guy. He's he's awesome to look at, but you know it's about bikers and shit, and it's really good. But it's kind of like a soap opera for dudes. Some of the shit, I'm just like, dude, this is so fucking cheesy. Are you kidding me? But I still watch it. Like you can't stop. Wow, is it like, oh no, so and so had an affair with somebody, and now she's pregnant, and we don't know who the dad is, and then she was in a car accident. No, it, it, it's more like corns. It's like dude, you're bikers, dude. You're hardcore bikers that are doing right. illegal shit. You know, with the IRA, with the fucking Mexican bike gang, the Mayans, and, you know, stupid shit like that. And you get into these situations, and that's how you get out of it. So, like, that, so nice and nerdy in Cornsville. It's like, that's not the real world, kids. Like, you know, it's like, come on. But I I can't stop watching it. What'd you say? They're setting a good example. I guess, kind of Cornsville. But, like I said, I can't stop watching all the dudes, hardcore dudes, watch it. Um, they love it. And so I just feel like it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like the bikers, maybe this is too extreme, but kind of like the bikers, um, uh, desperate housewives. (laughs) Okay. The real, the real housewives of sons of anarchy. No, it's like desperate. I've never, I've never seen those shows, desperate 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 housewives. It's kind of like Cornsville like that. Sometimes, not all the time, but. I don't know. I'll I'll still watch that shit. I love it. Yeah, I just got Entourage. I think season four or five um, on DVD. I'm starting. I'm going about to enter into that world on Netflix, and then probably Sons of Anarchy will come after that. Awesome. the The first season for me was a little tough. I didn't make it through when it first came out because I was like, "This is. Are you kidding me? This is Cornsville." And then. <laughs> Season, it made it to season two. I was like, well, something must be going down if it got renewed. Went to, and then started watching that. And then I started watching the other things. And so back on track. But um, if you like, if you started Entourage a little bit and you like drama, pretty much Kevin Dillon on how to be a gentleman, how to become a gentleman is, is, is you, if you know, there's no more Entourage, so you get a little drama back in there. His voice, <laughs> his character, kind of like that. It's, it's, he's like the, the dumb jock type of dude. And just what I always need is more drama in my life. <laughs> but I'm bum. <laughs> um, excellent. Oh, and tonight is the night, is your big music night. Yeah, I nerd out about hip hop. I always say hip hop saved my life. And there's not too many white rappers that they get me going, but Yellow Wolf is an exception. And the couple of times he's been in LA in small venues such as the Echo, which is pretty small. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had to miss him. So he's at the El Rey tonight with DJ Craze, which is another one of the, one of the, my favorite DJs. He's a, one of those types of DJs is amazing to watch when he's actually doing shit. He's not on a fucking CDJ. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm cussing a lot today. And then, um, Yellow Wolf is amazing. Cause he's from Al. He's a, he was a skater. Um, he's from Alabama and he's one of those, those, he's a rare thing. He's a, a white rapper from the South who has a tattoo on his neck that says red. So he's a redneck, but he just has a lot of, he's pretty, he's really intelligent. I feel, and he just gets it. And he just did a post uh, video. They asked him what he thought about like Cray Sean and all these stupid white rappers that feel that 
they have a pass to say the N-word. And he was just saying, like, he's like, I don't play that. He's like, my mom won't even let me say that. Like he And he also, I think one of the best points he made was he understood that rock and roll and hip-hop is, you know, from, you know, where it comes from. He's like, you need to remember that shit. Know, you know, know what you're doing and stuff. Yeah. And so have mad respect for him. He's from what I've seen of his live performances online. Um, I, it looks like I'm in for a treat and it's a, a bunch of us going and I'm real excited. So I'm about to nerd out and, you know, maybe wet my pants a little bit. I'm not sure. <laughs> Why do you say that hip hop saved your life? Because, it, you know, it was, you know, we were from the generation. We grew up in the eighties. Um, we all listened to over here on this side, the, you know, the mighty 690. We're all listening to pop shit. Oh and it my just, God. The mighty, the mighty 690. <laughs> You know, it was just a time of excess, and it was fun, and we all listened to the same music, but I, I, nothing at the time. I was going through so much stuff. Like, you know, my life as a kid was kind of rough, and I felt like nothing was really saying anything. Like, nothing was really talking directly to me. And I feel hip-hop came at a time where, you know, it w- when hip-hop came out, it was the music, it was it was the culture, it was all the elements of it where, you know, you know, uh, graffiti and B-boy, B-girl and, you know, all these, you know, DJing. And it was all these different things. And I like clung to it. Like I felt like, whoa, like this is something that I can relate to. And music in general saved my life. I'm a huge music freak. And when I was a kid, there was many times where, you know, shit could have gone wrong in so many directions. But music was an escape since I wasn't able to physically escape. And hip hop was just like, what is this new shit? I think we were the last generation where we actually saw some brand new shit, yeah. <laughs> like a new genre of music that was, I mean, you know, it took beats from other types of music, but it reworked it. And there, I don't know if we're ever going to have something like that. Everything is kind of like, you know, an extension of something that's already here. But I think hip hop was like the maybe the last, you know, new yeah. Certainly the most recent, entirely new, maybe, musical form. Yeah. You know, everything else is like little derivatives of certain things, but hip-hop was like, what the, what is this? And so, yeah, and so I'm really particular about it. I don't like a lot of rap, so let's make it, you know, let's make sure to make a distinction between that. There's a lot of mainstream stuff I consider rap. I don't feel like it's really hip-hop, and, and, um... Yellow Wolf, you know, he could be considered maybe, you know, more mainstream rap, but he has a certain you know, flow and what he talks about. I feel like he's authentic. He's not like a white dude that doesn't like he talks that way because not because he does hip hop, but because he's from fucking Alabama. Right. <laughs> you're going to have to talk like that because you're from the South. Right. So he's bringing, he's bringing the Bama. Yeah, he's a total Bama. So, uh. We'll see. I'm really excited. You know, when working, I was a hermit this whole weekend where I didn't take a shower for two days. I was on crazy deadline. And so tonight's the night I go out. All right. Well, um, use protection. I will. Always. (laughs) I'll double up. (laughs) Nice. Perfect. That's exactly what you should do. Um, I have something, uh, I know, I don't think that you are a Reddit person like I am. No, not at all. Let's, what Reddit, is it? Reddit is a website that I was turned on to just a mere probably four months ago by our friend Nick from HOB. Oh. And um, it's really hard to describe. It's basically a website that's 
that's made up of a lot of smaller forums and even the smaller forums can be pretty gigantic. Like, you know, there's one that's, uh, ask Reddit and you, people ask all kinds of random questions. It's, you get like famous people, people with interesting jobs doing an ask me anything post. And it's just this sort of like big morphing blob of like internet memes and photos and um, people asking questions and people talking about um, new scientific breakthroughs. Like, it's very interesting. It's very nerdy. It has a very particular kind of culture. Uh-huh. Um, sort of like, I don't know if you're familiar with Something Awful or 4chan. No, that sort not. of like fan, nerdy little fanboy um, frequently, like, they will turn on you with a knife in like a heartbeat. <laughs> Like, it can be very cutthroat because idiots are not tolerated. On one hand, idiots are not tolerated. On the other hand, everyone kind of seems to be a little bit of an idiot. So, you know, it's your typical it's your typical cutthroat um, sort of community online for nerds. Um, and there, they had one subreddit, which was called Jailbait, which was ostensibly a place for people to peruse pictures of underage-appearing women... Um, many of whom had their had their photos posted without their knowledge, like taken from Facebook profiles and stuff. And, you know, basically a place for dudes to beat off and look at photos of maybe underage, maybe not, looking underage kind of women. And um, I think it was sort of, it was a little bit of a bastard stepchild. Generally, people kind of felt one way or the other about it, but, um, you know, would sort of defend it in the name of free speech. And then I, uh, I think it was Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday of last week, Anderson Cooper did a big um, expose of jailbait. Oh. And um, it turned into a huge deal on Reddit, of course, with a million different threads of people talking about it. And somewhere right over the weekend, and it's like, you know, there's a lot of people kind of angsting over, like, should we... You know, should we kind of disown this? Should we not? Is it free speech? Is it creepy? Is creepy illegal? (laughs) And um, somebody posted a picture ostensibly of a 14-year-old's panty-clad behind and said, like, oh, this is my ex-girlfriend's ass. She was 14 when I took this picture. Um, It's the only picture that I have that's, like, not a nude picture. Cut to... Tons of guys being like, dude, PM me with the nude pictures. Oh. And it's like, okay, now we're talking about trafficking and child pornography. Yeah, for sure. So after a lot of people got really up and, like, people who, even like me, who had kind of previously defended it, were like, you know what? Fuck you. Like, this is why we can't have nice things, because you're going to ruin it. Yeah. And so uh, yesterday, they closed it down. Done. Donezo. No more our jailbait. So, everyone, um, so our faithful uh, our faithful Reddit listeners who enjoy masturbating to pictures of underage women, you're going to have to let us know where we can go to fund this now ourselves. I know. People. Crazy. People, man. Um, so when I wasn't busy being obsessed with Reddit, which is seriously like at least an hour of my day every day like in the morning in bed i'm reading it on my phone i'm reading it at night like i'm obsessed with it um is also i just read this interesting book that definitely falls under my um cheesy kind of romancy um slut books 
Um, but it's steampunk instead of like vampires. <laughs> and it was really interesting, um, sort of reading a book. I mean, you know, it's probably, it was pretty swashbuckling and it was, you know, it takes place in sort of an alternate reality, England and Europe where, um, nanotechnology has taken over and, you know, people cruise around on steam powered airships and it was kind of interesting, and I recommend it. And there is a lot of what the characters refer to as shagging in the book. <laughs> so if anyone wants to get their steampunk with a dose of cock, <laughs> book for you, my friends. Hey, you know, that that's a nice um, way to sell anything, with a dose of cock. With a dose of cock. <laughs> I think I mean, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> I'm kind of interested in pretty much anything if it comes with a dose of cock. Exactly. You know what I mean? Hey. <laughs> Is that how, is that our new uh, <laughs> way to promote the nerd out? Girls yeah. nerd out with a dose of cock. <laughs> Welcome to the nerd out with a dose of cock. You're more like with with a dose of vagina. And a smidgen of cock. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Oh, oh yeah. Good ideas we have. <laughs> These are on the fly, kids. We don't make this. We don't. We don't write this we can't ahead make, of time. We can't make this up. No, not at all. Um, and then you, I have something so exciting to tell you about Run for Your Lives, but I would like you to do an introduction. Okay. So Run for Your Lives. Um, my friend Jenny O sent this to me, and I was like, she's like, yeah, let's. Do, I was like, what? Not enough time for us to for me to do it this time, but I feel it's amazing. It's a zombie infested. <laughs> 5k obstacle course race and i was like how what and then if you read on how it works we'll have a link to it and i'm hoping that whatever ti is going to say she's doing it or someone's doing it is uh you go and it's kind of like you get the flag belt like flag football and then you run through it and while these zombies are fucking chasing you and so each flag represents like your life like your health or whatever um your life bars and then uh you can make it and if you still have it and then there's also uh like different flags hidden around the course you can get some more to save your life and um if you you have to you have to plan and strategize because the 5k race if you take a wrong turn, can turn into a 10K. I think it's genius. They have them going all around um, Baltimore, Atlanta, Boston, Indianapolis, Seattle, Pittsburgh. And then uh, it's in Temecula here for the San Diego, Los Angeles one, uh, October 20th. And there's also one in Austin. So I is- could rank this up near the top of things that there is not enough money in the fucking world. <laughs> no. My hands sweat. No. My hands sweat. Like, I was thinking, like, it was, like, a 5K race where you, but it's in the woods, and then there's, like, zombies kind of, like, around, kind of chasing you, but not really. And then when I read that they come and grab your 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 flags from your, I was like, uh-uh. And then it could turn from a 5K to a 10 I was like, oh, I just, my pits are sweating right now. <laughs> my hands are sweaty and my pits are drooling. Like, I don't know. I'm interested. If anyone knows of anyone that's doing this, please tell us how it was. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, and do I win any prizes for curling into a fetal position before I begin <laughs> crying? I mean, it sounds 
terrifying. And I was reading the FAQ on the website, uh-huh. and it says, will the zombies be chasing me slowly or quickly? Are they the walking dead or the running dead? <laughs> Those are good all, questions. If, and they're all, if we told you, it wouldn't be fun. I was exactly. like, that means running. I, I think it is our duty to do this next year. No way. I think so. I think, <laughs> I think <sighs> I'm always for doing things that scare the shit out of me. So I'm not. <laughs> I think we should do. And I, and I, I, when I was reading this, I was like, I might have a, like a heart attack. Like I have a heart issue. I think we should do this. I think we owe it to ourselves. <laughs> Since we talk about being ready, we talk about being ready. You know, we're going to have these upcoming episodes about the zombie apocalypse with experts and, and people that have, you know, that feel the same way. I think this would be a little, you know, like what happens when people who actually look like real zombies are chasing you? It's fake, but it's kind of real. Are we going to be those girls that trip? (laughs) It's real enough. You can't trip if you're curled into a fetal position at the starting line. Um, Well, here's the thing. I would potentially observe it. But I don't have enough, there's not enough time in my life for me to do the things that I love, let alone the things I'm scared shitless by. We gotta make time. I think it'd be awesome. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, you know, it, well, if, if they I, do it again. I do have one piece of information that you'll find very interesting. Okay. And that is that uh, my friend Brie, who was an HOB person. Oh. She, mm-hmm. you know Brie? The, the, the graphic designer. Yes. Yeah. She's doing this. Shut up. Yes. Oh, she has to take. Oh, yeah. Her family. Who's going down to see her? Are you going down she, to see her? She and her husband are doing it. I would be tempted. I don't think that I can actually make it, but I would be sorely tempted to go down and observe it. When is it? The tw- It's the 20th, right? Is that? That's um, a, Thursday. a Thursday. That's next. Are yeah, you in town? Thursday. Are you available? Because I'm. I might be down to do a a field trip, depending on what time it's like over. Oh no, I can't. <laughs> Just looking at my iCal, I can't do it. Yeah. Damn. Well, next next year I will go observe it. I think we'll somehow we'll if it's around and and I'm around during that time. I think I think we should do it. If I was in the best shape of my entire life, I would maybe think about it. Bree told me that when they get you, if they get both of your flags, that maybe they turn you into a zombie, ah. and, then, and then you have to go chase other people. <laughs> That's rad. Come on. We have to do it. I'm sweating, but we got to do it. <laughs> I, I would do it if I could just be a zombie from the beginning. Like, we're just like, oh, let's walk it and be like, let's be zombies. Yeah. How do they do that? They give you like a... Like, like mask and bags ready to roll. <laughs> it just sounds. It, I think that I'm sweating too. I think I broke out into a sweat. Like my, my upper sweat. lip is sweating, and I don't even have it's a like, stash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yes, I in, in a very interesting find, Ritzy. It was Jen, Jenny, her, her. Oh, you know what? Her friends doing it. That's how she knew about it. Look at them. See what they are talking about. All right. Yeah, maybe we could do like a little interview or at least I can get a recap on what it was all about. Yeah, let's let's put that in the notes. Let's do that for sure. I forgot I... that people are really this is a podcast right now. <laughs> 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 oh. 
for a hot second, for a hot second. Um, <laughs> okay, zombie apocalypse. I think that's awesome. So I think we should do. We'll we'll figure out what's going to go down. Um, one one thing that we've been trying to do for the past couple of episodes is maybe here and there want to do a, a segment called Check the Tech. Um, I think we're all kind of tech in some way. I'm a, I'm always about really about um, design, you know, form means function and. And when I like something, people always ask me if if I have stock in the company because I sound like a commercial. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, and check this out, and look at this, and blah, 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 blah. It's one of the best. Fi-. And plus, I'm also known as a vice royal value, a.k.a. bargain basement bitch. So if it works really well and it's at a bargain, I'm all about it. So just briefly for today's Check the Tech, it's something that I do not own. It's coming out uh, – Later on this month, it's the Wacom Inkling. We'll have a link to it, to a video, so you can see what I'm talking about. As an as a artist, illustrator, designer, I think it's amazing. I have a Wacom tablet now that I've had since I left on my own. And Wacom Inkling is where it's a pin connected to the small little box you connect to uh, your piece of paper or your notebook. And it records you as you sketch. Oh, that's pretty neat. It's pretty awesome because right now what a, what a lot of us have to do, what I do at least, is I sketch, then I sketch in pencil, then I go over with ink, then I erase, then I scan, and then I go to Illustrator, then I create the things, and then some things don't come out, so I have to re-illustrate them, blah, blah, blah. This, hopefully, is going to eliminate all that where you can... the. The genius about what they thought about for this is they have it's supposed to also record your the the line width, you know, the pressure and so you know how you just have different types of different thicknesses of lines. Also the the awesome fact is that say, you know, I'm doing a character and I'm doing the hair part, right? So I say I do the face and then I'm gonna do the hair part, but I want that to be in another layer when I bring it in, another vector layer when I bring it into Illustrator. Oh, you hit a button and then it starts off where that will become a new layer, but you're drawing it like like you're drawing on a regular piece of paper. Um, so I it's a I think it's a $199, comes out in a couple of weeks, sometime this month, and I definitely need to see it and actually, you know, work it, work with it and stuff. So but a lot of us have been talking about when it first was announced, maybe maybe a couple of weeks, a month ago now, it was had the Twitter up in a buzz. And uh, I definitely want one. So if anyone knows anyone at Wacom, please send it over. Thanks. <laughs> Love, Ritzy. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, I can't wait for it to come out and you to test it and report back with your findings. Yeah, that would be great. So, uh, yeah, check the tech. See how right that arm. goes. Yay. Um, And with that, we come to the end of yet another podcast. Uh, You guys, if you do not listen to us via iTunes, and even if you do, you can find us there. Um, You can also find a section where all of the awesome reviews that you've been thinking about writing about us can go. Um, So just do it. And um, let's uh, thank, I don't know if you know who this, I don't know who this is, whoever goes by the name American Bachelor. On the iTunes review, uh, the review they gave us was, uh, they gave us uh, five stars, and they said, uh, the subject is, favorite Ritzy quote of the day, (gasps) quote unquote, you can see the fruits of his amazing shit. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, American Bachelor, whether you're laughing at me or with me, thank you. Thanks for the five stars. You can laugh at us all you'd like. All day. In fact, just the five we're, stars. we're okay with that. We I'm just okay. would like the five stars. Thanks. Yeah. So thank you, American Bachelor. Oh my gosh, that's really cool. <laughs> I was like, I said that? I was like, whoa. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, thanks everybody for listening. And uh, we'll see you back in a couple weeks. If not sooner, we'll see. If not sooner. <laughs> All right, peace out, nerds. Bye.